Hi, I'm Rebecca Finnan. I am a member of the Chief Security Office at AT&T. I've always heard security is hard, and I sometimes think that's a crutch. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Thank you for having me. So today's conversation is going to be about network-based security, but specifically how it's different from what's come before in regard to security and also what developments we can expect in this area in the future. But before we do that, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Sure. Uh, And I know I wanted to say I think this question's sort of fun because I am a female who's been working in a male-dominated field for a long time. And I feel like this question comes up a lot, but I feel like it always does sort of this, it makes it sound like a challenge that has to be overcome, sort of a negative connotation. And the way you phrase it made me think about it in a positive light, which was fun. And it actually brought to mind a different answer than I would normally give. So I decided it's it's not really one particular moment. It's more about a, ser- a, a particular type of event that's happened numerous times, but it's when it, like colleagues, particularly male colleagues who I really respect, recognize and sort of acknowledge me for what I'm contributing in the moment. And usually that's got something to do with being the woman there. And those moments are when I feel most valued, right? And like it brought to mind a specific example of, uh, there was a guy I worked with back in the day, Ron Bolin. It was right after I'd come to AT&T. I was put in charge as a manager over this team of super experienced application security guys. And they, I used to make jokes literally at the time that they would forget more about application security than I would ever know. And there was this one guy, Ron, who was sort of the, like the lead guy. He was, he fought in the Korean War. He would talk to me about his kids because they're the same age as me. Um, you know, he he had been a lineman, like climbed the pole, had pivoted into development and then pivoted into security. He had retired and they had enticed him to come back. Like he was, I was just so impressed. He would talk. I had no idea what he was talking about half the time. I was always so impressed. And one day he stopped me in the hall and he specifically said, I know why you're here. And it sort of threw me off because we had been talking about something else and it was out of context and I didn't know what he meant. So I just stopped to listen. And he said, you know, this team, we keep getting stuck. We can't get this stuff deployed. We can't get these things done. I think you're here to fix that. Like, I understand why they put you in charge. And I just remember thinking, oh, wow, he thinks I'm contributing something in the moment. And it's, you know, he recognizes the fact that it's not the application security, but it's the other things I'm doing that moment. Like it was probably 15 years ago. I still remember it to this day. Like that was the example of that you were being seen which is always always feels good I'm gonna ask you a question that I know has come up a lot what impact is 5g adoption having on security and you know because 5g promises to kind of put connectivity everywhere and to connect everything and make this whole ecosystem which sounds great but also there are probably risks associated with that so can you from your experience talk a little bit about what you're expecting adoption to, how that's going to affect security. So there's an upside to 5G from a security perspective, 
right? Which I think you see a lot of press about, right? The, you're gonna have stronger privacy to protect your identity. Um, you know, you're gonna have stronger encryption to protect the call. You're, the whole thing is running on a smarter network that can be more responsive. So as folks adopt the 5G standards, those security benefits kick in, right? But I'm security, so you always kind of put a negative lens on everything because you're trying to break it and figure out where the problem is. And so it's new technology, it's different, it's gonna require you know, kind of, we have to adapt, right? I want all the same security controls in it, but I have to adapt to the way the technology works. Um, and the challenge that we face the most kind of relates back to, to where you started with the, you know, the high speed, the low latency, the increased reliability means like there's just everything is being connected to the network simultaneously. So I, I always, when I'm, you know, at home, we talk about the, I used to have a phone and a laptop and now I, we have three small kids. I feel like we have a hundred Alexas in the house alone, right? Because that's, that's our go-to for child behaviors like audible books playing on the Alexas, all those devices represent additional surface area to us in security that has to be secured. So suddenly that hockey stick of all those devices out there, it's all representative risk that I've now got to protect as they come on. Um, so from a consumer side, I love it, right? Cause I, I use all those Alexas, but from the work side, it's that represents a lot more to be done on a day-to-day -day basis. What do you mean by network-based security? And how is this different from what's been done in the past around securing a network? When people hear network-based security, they probably think of the kind of the paradigm of the past, which was you had those endpoints or the, you know, meaning you with your phone or your laptop or whatnot, and they would establish that to get some resource, so an application or whatnot. Um, and those traffic patterns were pretty predictable. The number of endpoints were somewhat constrained, right? And where security got applied, there were these natural choke points that sort of emerge in those traffic patterns. And so you pick those choke points to insert your security tools that enforce all your controls. So that you might've stuck in a firewall, right? To, to block certain traffic to certain sites or things you might've stuck in access controls to authenticate the user identity before you let them get to the, whatever it was, it sat at that natural choke point. And there, it was work to maintain, you have to buy the tool and pay for the license and get somebody trained to support it and maintain the thing forever. And so there was a lot of burden associated with that. What's happened now with 5G, right? And all those endpoints have exploded. And so you have all those different places where the traffic is coming in based on other things going on in the world, the resources on the other side are also sort of dispersing because you that, you know, I use the example of folks of you used to come in from your laptop in an office to go to that HR application or some, something that has a lot of sensitive data in it, right? And now you might be coming in from your home, from your phone, from Starbucks, et cetera. And that app is maybe not sitting in your data center anymore. It might be something you put in a public cloud, it might be sitting a SaaS application that you don't really know where it is. So those traffic patterns between those two things have are no longer predictable, right? That choke point arguably doesn't exist anymore 
or it's it's become untenable really from a security standpoint to try to put yourself on each one of those flows or you, you end up doing crazy things like taking the traffic and routing it all to some central place to keep inserting the firewall and keep inserting the access controls that sort of negates the benefits of all the 5G if I got all this increased latency, but I got to send the traffic to all these crazy places. So it's making you know, delivering the same security, a, a different equation, you've got to work around this new design to figure out where to insert yourself. So the way we're approaching it, right, is trying to leverage that smart network now, where I can basically use it to be the security control as the traffic naturally passes through places it would have anyway, I don't have to go searching for a choke point and stick in something extra on top, I can make the network act as my security tool um, along the way. Um, and the goal kind of from our, you know, the, the vision of what we're trying to implement, and we've got pieces of this done now, right, is that I liken it to the one click buy experience, right, like you're going to set up the connectivity between the, the phone and whatever that app, that app on the other side is now, you know, do you want the warranty on that? If so, click the button here, pay the extra fee, you'll get this, the, in our case, the security, you know, if you want further detail about what it was you just enabled follow this link and we'll give you all the detail on the warranty you can come look at but a lot of people don't care right they just i want the protection so that's the what we mean by network security is really using the network to build all that stuff in right that makes sense and you definitely were suggesting this towards the end of your answer there when you were saying what you we are working on but what can you tell me um in more detail about what AT&T is doing here and how this or what this will mean for regular businesses and securing their networks so we are on a path right this is a big undertaking so it's not sort of a a one one and done thing it's a multi-year process for us to bake all this in but we're pretty far along that path we had the benefit as a carrier of being an early adopter of software-defined networking. It's basically just the fancy term for what made the network smart, right? It lets us program all these options. And like the, the neat part for me on a personal level is that kind of shift from focusing on just protecting the enterprise to how might I you know, apply this to ourselves and to customers and kind of get outside the box. It opens up all these opportunities. If you start viewing that smart network as a, enabler instead of just having to to do what you've always done in the past so so like the next iteration for us after the the kind of we call it the blocking of that known bad traffic um is to say hey there's some suspicious stuff things that are not quite as clear cut right i don't know for sure that where you're going is that i want to now maybe spend the time to redirect your traffic put it somewhere i can look at it more closely and if i see upon analysis that there's really a problem here, you know, something that's going on is, is going to cause you harm. You want to apply an extra control. And if we, the conclusion of the analysis is things are fine, the traffic keeps going. Um, it lets you offer that sort of stuff. And clearly these are all like opt-in features for customers, but now you can say, right, when you buy that new connection, do you want to opt in for the security as well? And if so, you know, check the box, we'll enable all these things and you can decide which features you want to turn on and off as you go. So it's a little more self-service and you don't have to buy anything and install it and maintain it. You know, it's just baked into the connectivity. I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of discuss any other trends or insights that you think is important to keep in mind as we consider the future of security. I think the key that I would 
say kind of the call to action sort of thing for consumers, right? Is I've worked in this field a long time. I have always heard security is hard, right? We say that, and I sometimes think that's a crutch of sort of, well, if it's hard and it's complicated, it means, you know, it's sort of a source of power. And I, much like what you see going on in the rest of the world, the desire for simple and, and less complexity in whatever experience you're having, whether it be personal, professional, whatever, I think needs to be applied to security, right? That's definitely the mission that we're on. And I, regardless of how it gets implemented, uh, I think all of us would benefit, right? And I, I feel like that's where as a consumer, you want to stand up and say, I, security, I don't want it to be hard. I want it to be simple, make it easy, bake it in for me. I, I really think that's the the thing that all of us got to push for to, to make the world a little bit better and more manageable for all of us. Yeah. And it definitely seems like simplicity is the direction security has to go considering we're offering all, all of these benefits of connectivity, making our lives simpler, more convenient, better, all this stuff. But it's like, that all really goes out the window. If securing it is too hard or complicated <laughs> that we, that we leave ourselves wide open to these attacks, there's really no point uh, yeah. in making the rest of it seamless <laughs> if that won't be. So that makes total sense to me. Rebecca, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been great. Yeah, no, thank you. Well Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.